right, welcome to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I am Caleb, and with me as always is Brandon. And we find ourselves on the other side of another football-filled weekend. Woohoo! Yeah. Hey, and I can't remember last time we were able to say this, but both teams didn't lose. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! All right. Yay. The Lions got a tie. Um, so since that is the most exciting news and the thing that everybody wants to talk about, I feel like we should start off with that super exciting 16 to 16 game in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was one of the sloppiest and most pathetic games I have ever watched in my life. <laughs> Especially the second half. Neither team wanted to win that game. Mm -mm. How many chances did the Steelers give the Lions to win it and they couldn't do it? Yeah, they... Oh, my word. It was just... Oh, fumble. Another fumble. Oh, millions of penalties. Oh, we can't convert on downs. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, here's the ball on your side of the field. Oh, my gosh. How did we do this? Yeah, they're just trying to give them the win, and the Lions just couldn't capitalize. It was rather pathetic. Uh, speaking of pathetic, Jared Goff went 14 for 25 for 114 yards. Ooh. 114 yards. That is amazingly awful. Uh, the running game did really well for two quarters, three quarters. <laughs> Uh, DeAndre Swift had 33 carries for 130 yards. Um, I saw somewhere that he only he had 14 carries for 29 yards in the fourth quarter. <laughs> so they got that shut down, but the Lions kept going for it. Um, Godwin Igwebuke had two carries for 56 yards and a touchdown, and then they just stopped giving him the ball. That didn't make any sense to me. Uh, rookie Jamar Jefferson had three carries for 41 yards and a touchdown. And as soon as he scored the touchdown, he got hurt and was out for the rest of the game. <laughs> Typical Lions faction. Uh, so receiving, obviously with 114 yards, no one really did much of anything. Uh, St. Brown had four catches for 61 yards. Uh, on the defense, zero sacks because the Lions never draft any pass rushers. Um, Julian Aquara had an interception. And then for the Steelers, Mason Rudolph, he went 30 for 50 for 242 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Uh, Najee Harris had 26 carries for 105 yards. Deontay Johnson had seven receptions for 83 yards. And then on a defensive side of the ball, Cameron Hayward had two sacks. And um, I saw somewhere that Penae Sewell did not allow any quarterback pressures that game. Hmm. And he's on the right side now because Taylor Decker's back. And Taylor Decker had kind of a crappy game. He had lots of penalties. (laughs) (laughs) But it just could be some rust coming off there. I don't know. But yeah, just that game was completely and utterly pathetic. Uh, I have to mention, too, that the Lions should have won the game 
because their kicker blows. <laughs> but it's it's to mention too that the kicker they've they've had all season, um, Austin Seibert, Seibert, well, I don't know how to say his name. Um, he was out this week, and they brought in um Ryan Santoso, who Santana? missed, yeah, missed an extra point. And missed what would have been the game-winning field goal. In horrendous fashion, I thought the ball was tipped at the line. You know, dude, it wasn't even touched. Yeah. Did you see that kick? Oh, yeah. It was a wobbler, and it was about 10 yards short. And it was like a 41-yard field goal. It was amazingly awful. Yeah. And that is all I got to say about that horrendous game. Yeah, that one was, uh, what was it? I can't remember because we were talking about the game and I was like, hey, well, at least, you know, this game isn't super boring. And then immediately after that, it got super boring. <laughs> you jinxed it. For like the whole That's what I was like, eh, it's still kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got bad. Real bad. So, yeah, no, it was nothing, nothing going well. Nothing, nothing good. How? Yeah. Okay, I know there have been some injuries and everything, but how did this team put up any points against any teams? I don't know. Like, what was going on the first couple games? Like yeah. the game against the Niners, mm-hmm. where Goff was out there throwing lasers, and now he looks like complete and utter garbage. Like, I posted a poll on Twitter. Like, who do you think is worse? Uh, Jared Goff or Joey Harrington, and people picked Jared Goff. <laughs> and Joey was like a notorious bust for the Lions in the early 2000s, so that just like blew my mind. Um, I always thought that Joey got too much blame and didn't have much to work with, but that's a another story. But man, Goff has been just horrendous the last few weeks. Yeah, gosh, dude, they've they haven't scored more than 19 points. Outside of the 49ers game, which they scored 33. What the poop? I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I just don't understand in what world do you have a guy that was averaging 28 carry and you only give him two carries that it could be No clue. And then you give Swift 33. Like, okay, let's not try to hurt our best offensive weapon here. <laughs> yeah, spread it out a little bit. Especially when he had 14 carries for 29 yards in the fourth quarter. Like That's when you got to throw like Igubuke in there. And, you know, at least for a change of pace, because they had different running styles. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess that's why I don't coach. <sighs> I know nothing. But you want to get in the preview? Yeah, because it's going to be super exciting. Oh, yeah. With the, with the epic showdown with the Browns. <laughs> the game I always called the Toilet Bowl because it was usually <laughs> the two worst teams in the league. Uh, the Browns are halfway decent. So they do have a lot of injuries and a lot of guys on the Rona list. So. But they lost their best offensive weapon in Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I always thought he was overrated, but it's a different story. Um, 
you know, they come in with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. He's pretty up and down. I mean, the Browns got completely and utterly hammered by the Patriots last week. Um, so it's, I'm sure they'll bounce back because A, they're playing the Lions, and B, I just can't see them having two bad games like that in a row. Um, they also have Nick Chubb at running back. He was on the COVID list, so we'll see if he gets off that. He's been kind of banged up this year, too. Uh, Kareem Hunt is out, their other running back. They had Dearness Johnson the last couple of weeks running the ball, and he's he's pr- fairly decent for a backup, so he's one of those guys that can surprise you and have like a game over 100 yards. Uh, receivers, they got Jarvis Landry. He's pretty good. And then probably Rashard Higgins is their second target. And then the other guy on the outside, they have Donovan Peoples-Jones. I don't know, maybe you heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's kind of up and down, too. He'll have a really good game, and then he just disappears. But, and then on the defensive side of the ball, they have Miles Garrett, who that guy's just a one-man wrecking crew. I'm sure he's going to be sacking off a lot. And then uh, Denzel Ward is another really good player on the defense. But yeah, that <laughs> I'm not expecting a win, I can tell you that. No. Oh, and the game is at 1 p.m. on Fox. Yay. Yeah, so we don't have to wait till 4 to watch them lose. <laughs> Get it out of the way. Well, the, uh, again, I feel like the only thing to hope from this is not a boring game. <laughs> just give me something that to watch that's somewhat entertaining i don't need a win yeah i don't need a win i just want to watch something i don't know if a team has ever tied twice in the season well leave it to the lions but they can't go own 17 now so (laughs) yep and i said they were gonna go three and 14 so i guess they can't do that now either Maybe they'll go two, four, two, um, thirteen and one or whatever. Yeah, who knows? It's the lines. They'll they'll find some messed up to do. So, well, anything else exciting to talk about with that? No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Well, to get a little bit more excitement in our lives, we'll switch over to Michigan football where. Uh, AP ranked number nine, Michigan defeated number 23, Penn State. Final 21 to 17, quite the uh, dramatic finish and really lackluster performance offensively yeah. by Michigan. Um, One of those but, games where we won, but it didn't make me feel better about anything. Mm-hmm. Which I'm always, su- I, I get so surprised where they're just like, all these things come out where it's just like, oh, Michigan did something that never really does, winning a uh, ranked game on the road, blah, 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 whatever, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what are people taking away from this that, I mean, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm happy they won, but you're kind of puffing things up more than they need to be. I mean, yeah, Michigan won. Michigan came back. Good job. Definitely give them credit. But it was like super hype mode. Like, oh, this team is doing amazing things. And it's just like, pump the brakes, dude. 
the uh, I I think it was the third quarter, maybe it was the early in the fourth quarter. I said this defense holding Penn State to fourteen points is good, acceptable, great job. Mm-hmm. This offense only putting up fourteen points is pathetic. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, okay, like I I'm not like this is taking a step back and looking at it in the moment. Yes, they did good. They came back. They won um, when they were behind on the road at Penn State, which normally doesn't happen. Sure, give them that. Uh, you know, credit to some good play calling there. But all in all, it's just like, where was that good play calling for half the game? Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, that's really the only note I had for the game was just horrendous play calling. Yeah, I just, it's not like Penn State has such an amazing defense. So I don't know what the deal was. Actually, I'm going to pull this up. One thing I'll never understand with football coaches, Mm. when it's like third and 15, why in the hell are you like running a draw or throwing a pass for three yards? Yeah. Like the Lions in their game had a down that was like, I think it was like third and 20 and they ran a draw. And if Deandre Swift wasn't awesome, like it would have been a gain of one, but he ended up getting, it would have been a loss of two, but he got like a gain of four on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what was your end plan? Were you thinking you were going to get the first down? Like, I don't know to me watching the game. Like my my goal is to keep the drive going as long as you can. Yeah. Like I don't understand like if it's third and 15 and you're throwing even a seven yard pass, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like even uh, the draw is just basically feeling like you're giving up basically, but even on the crossing route, it's just like, why don't you at least do a slant where you're going in the direction of the first down marker instead of running straight across the field? Yeah, or doing a curl rope. Yeah, let's do a curl rope on a a seven yard curl rope on a third and fifteen. <laughs> so he catches it and gets tackled instantly. Yep, I think that's great. I I do stand corrected. I mean, the Penn State defense has been better than I've realized. I mean, they've kept most of their opponents to only scoring about. 20 23 points. So Michigan was right in there. The only team to score more than that. Let me see, make sure. Yeah, it was Ohio State scoring 33. So the defense is better than that. But still, like, I mean, I'm still standing by the offense did not do, did not impress. No. So, uh, but biggest uh, kudos definitely to Haskins. He outrushed the entire Penn State uh, team. He got 156 yards. They only put up 109. Uh, he was definitely, you know, the main reason the team won because um, he was able to convert a lot of downs and uh, was the workhorse for the day. Uh, but the, bi- the big thing was the defense. I mean, Ajabo, Hutchinson, uh, huge days for them, Barrett. Ross both did really well also. So great job defense. Like I said, letting them put up, well, they put up, wound up putting a total of 17, but 
you know, they did a heck of a job. And also, I mean, for the fact that uh, when uh, McNamara got sacked and the ball came out at, what was it, like the 15-yard line or something, that they were able to keep Penn State to a field goal. I mean, yeah. that was huge. So, but, uh, I mean, the, the win's the win. You know, moving forward, that's that's where we're, we find ourselves because we're going to be talking about Maryland here in a minute. Brandon, any any other specific thoughts about the Penn State game? No, I don't think so. Just a man, the play calling was was crappy at best. Um, and I don't know, Haskins, man, like I've been a big fan of his since like even last year. Uh, he just runs so hard. And then did you see that that clip him yeah. him in pass protection where he just lit up that defensive end? Yeah, uh, <laughs> one of the linemen like stood up the guy, and then Haskins was just like, "Hey, I'm gonna hit somebody." <laughs> yeah, he just like plowed him over. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of stuff you love to see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just pure hustle and yeah, I don't just high motor, hard working guy. It's just definitely something you can appreciate. Totally for sure. So, uh, yeah, not dwelling on Penn State too long because moving forward and looking on to what will be taking place this weekend as number eight in the AP poll, Michigan is a 15-point favorite at Maryland over under 56.5. Maryland coming in 5-5, five and five, only two conference wins. They are struggle bussing for sure. They started with a four-game winning streak. Uh, they barely held off Indiana um, to get their fifth win. And, yeah, they showed a lot of promise, but then the wheels kind of came off, and they are just not able to really do uh, much of anything. Defense. The, their biggest problem is on the defensive side of the ball. Their offense is still struggling too, um, but they're – things really fell apart when their defense just was not able to stop anything. I mean, it started, started off with Iowa and I think they had like four turnovers in that game or something. Wow. Um, it was something ridiculous because uh, Iowa actually scored points in that game. And then Ohio state didn't help them out. Minnesota was able to put 34 on them and Minnesota doesn't do anything. Penn state put up 31 on them. So I mean, honestly, if Michigan doesn't put up 30 points on Maryland, then there's super concern going into the following <laughs> week. So, um, but yeah, uh, Tego Viola is the quarterback. You'll recognize that name for college football. Uh, he has been uh, pretty electric. He'll run the ball. And he's been passing most of the time for over 300 yards per game. So definitely nice. a pass-heavy offense. Um, they just had the numbers here. They're only averaging about 27 points a game, and they're allowing their opponents to score over 30 points a game on average. Uh, they're putting up about as many yards as Michigan does, right around 440. Uh, but then they let their opponents put up about 415 so, um, and as I said, they pass more than they run. They're averaging about 320 passing yards and about 112 rushing yards. So, uh, if they can keep, 
Ajabo and Hutchinson off of Tagovailoa, then maybe he'll be able to get some passing yards, but I don't think so. So this is going to be uh, uh, pretty interesting. I, I really hope that Michigan takes a kind of a balanced approach, you know, give Haskins a, an easy week. I, I don't know where Corum's at, if he's going to be doing more. Edwards did like next to nothing in the Penn State yeah. game. Uh, he only carried the ball twice, so I don't know what. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't even notice the two times he did carry. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like he carried a bunch and he didn't do anything. It's the fact that he didn't get any touches. Um, but, yeah, definitely trying to find a way to, you know, give Haskins a breather uh, after last week and then also, you know, getting him ready for that final regular season game. So really hoping that we see more from the passing game. Uh, definitely looks like uh, there's an opportunity to take advantage of the Maryland defense in that way. Um. I mean, obviously, where we're sitting, things are looking very favorable for Michigan. I mean, they've got them favored by almost about like 90%. Uh, as I said, the line is uh, Michigan favored by 15 points right now. So um, any any initial thoughts looking at Maryland coming up this weekend? Uh, not really. Nothing you didn't cover. Um I do think Michigan will win this game. I don't think it's going to be super difficult either. But, you know, Maryland's shown that, you know, they can move the ball pretty well and they, you know, they have a decent quarterback. So it should be an, a good game, I would say. Yeah. I am going to uh, back up because I totally forgot. Usually after voicemails. Either, yeah, voicemails. <laughs> Either I do it when we switch over from the lines or at least do it between the talking about the two games. So I need to jump in here and make sure we include the voicemails this week. So here we go. What up, fellas? Stephen Brown. Hey, heck of a game. Heck of a game. Um, I want to do something that I never thought I'd do. I know this is going to make Brandon happy. I'm going to give props to Jay Harbaugh. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Hey, tight ends did their thing today. Penn State tried to take him out, and the tight end showed up. So, props to Jay Harbaugh. I'm also going to do something I never thought I'd do. Your props to Vince Gray. Vincent Gray. Man, he made some tackles that he wouldn't have made under Darren Brown. <laughs> I, I can't keep eating this crow like this, man, but, you know, yo. I, I can't hit on them today. Now, that don't mean I can't hit on them next week. But today, I can't. I can't hit on them. You know, this is what I, 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 I knew changing coaches would be beneficial. If they had Zordich and some of these other guys, man, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have. No. Don Brown and, you know, shoot. Not, they, no, man. Ed Warner. They would. This team is just different. I just feel like they're different. Aiden Hutchinson is the best defensive lineman in the country. He just is. I, I know it's biased. He, he's the best defensive lineman in the country. Like, Ojabo might be second. These guys are that good. Like, man. And, and they finally played D-tackle. This is what happened when you 
have common sense guys playing D tackles instead of two hundred sixty pound fullbacks playing D tackle. You got three hundred pound guys, you know, stuff in the middle like that. That's common sense. Every time I see this D line, I get mad at Don Brown, how bad he was and how dumb he is. But moving on, man. This when Blake Corbin gets back, man. I, I truly think this team is going to the playoff. I think they're going to beat Ohio State and win the Big Ten. I really do. Sorry, I'm still getting up on my sickness. Um, that's, that's why I'm pausing like that. But, yeah, K, hey, K did his thing. Man, this is a good team. I'm, I'm just happy the narrative has changed as opposed to Harbaugh loses another one. James Franklin, he's out there losing games now. But the media probably won't talk about that. But, you know, they'll, they'll frame it well. Michigan comes back in the game. They, you know, it's all stupid stuff. You know how they are. But, hey, good win. That's all I got. But I'm going to call it again, though. All right, Stephen, thank you for that. Yeah, not uh, not something common that you hear compliments for Jay Harbaugh <laughs> and Vincent Gray. I, I wonder just... if he, he busted out that sticker. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's on his car now. <laughs> <laughs> Wear it with pride. Um, yeah, the only one that the only last one I was waiting for is if he had anything uh, positive for Gaddis. So, because that would have been the trifecta right there. Um, I, li- I like the bold statement that he thinks that they're going to beat Ohio State. Yeah, I'm. I like I, to hear I, it. I don't. I don't know if I'm fully on board, but I like to I, hear the optimism. I will say this, as I've been saying it for several weeks, this team can beat anyone on their schedule. They can. Mm -hmm. The question is, will they, and will this coaching staff get them there? Yeah. Because they have the talent, they have good schemes and things like that, but there have been coaching decisions that have held them back. Coaching is one of the main reasons they lost to Michigan State. Yes, there were a couple key things there that could have helped, but in the end, that game could have been won by coaching, and it wasn't. So we're not going back to there. But anyways, <laughs> we have we have another voicemail. All right, man, y'all know who it is. Listen, before I start, I want to say I be tweeting a lot of y'all people who you were Michigan fans, man. Come on, I ain't the only one who's got a mouth or a phone. Y'all got, come on. These guys have busy lives, man. And they take time out of that day to do this. Need more Michigan fans getting involved. Come on, y'all. Everybody want to complain on Twitter, praise them on Twitter, but don't want to use uh, another avenue to voice their, you know, their happiness or frustrations or whatever. People calling 97 won the ticket and, and talk to those clowns, Beard and Valencia. Come on, man, y'all. Support these guys when they're doing this. Out of the goodness of their heart, not getting paid a whole lot, but the, come on, man. We can do better, Michigan fans. With that being said, it's Monday night, uh, 9.05 p.m. Central Standard Time. I think I think Michigan is um, Eastern. I don't know. Might be Central. I don't, I don't even care, to be honest. Anyway, so I, I wanted to make this call about about just a team win. Like, man, gutsy performance. I'm still upset that, it, you know, Don Brown was there so long, but it is what it is. Shout out to everybody, man, like the whole team. Next year, I'm already looking forward to next year because they're going to have a lot of guys coming back. 
this team could very well, you know, get to the national title game next year. Who knows? This year they might, but hey, Michigan's a good problem to have because I don't think a lot of guys are leaving. Aiden is probably gone. Hassan is probably gone. I don't know about Dax. Brad Hawkins, y'all, he can go. Um, Vincent Gray, hey, hey, I'm sorry, Brandon. Vincent Gray got to go. Um, I don't, I, I don't think G-Mon is going anywhere, but it's a, it's a good problem to have. Now, I saw Domani Jackson. I don't know if y'all into recruiting like that, but Domani's probably coming out, Ala- well, coming to Alabama. Um, we'll see. Um, I, I, I'm actually trusting the staff way more with three stars, man. I don't like all the three stars, but. Um, I, I believe they'll pick up some fours and, and another five. Probably Connerly from Washington. He's probably coming because the Huskies fired their head coach. So that that's pretty much the the seal of the deal for Connerly. But that's all I want to talk about. Great team win. Years ago, this wouldn't have happened, but thankfully they got rid of some bad coaches and they have better coaches. And I couldn't be more proud. I, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that Coach Harbaugh did the right thing by these players, about that university, and. I'm excited. I, I still think, I, I know, I don't want to look past Maryland, but I think they're going to beat Ohio State. I really do. I really do. So go blue, man. That's all I got. All right, Stephen. Thanks for both those voicemails. Um, <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Things looking good for next year. And it will be very interesting to see who uh, winds up heading out. Um, but yeah, things are looking good. And yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on Ohio State and kind of how things look at the end of the season, which I'll be sharing more of that, most of it, probably not all of it next week when we actually talk about uh, leading up to the Ohio State game. Um, But yeah, I can't imagine, because I haven't thought about it, can't imagine how much of a mess it would be if Don Brown was still coaching. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, uh, Brandon, any, any thoughts on that there? Um, no, I, I will say that we are in Eastern standard time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And if we aren't getting paid for the show either. <laughs> no. Yeah. So we're, we are, we can confirm we are not getting paid much for this show. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, as far as the Ohio state stuff, I mean, we could just talk about that next week. Yeah. And, um, and we do appreciate the calls in Steven and uh, everybody else who has used the voicemail over time. I know uh, some people are more sporad- uh, sporadic. Steven is always uh, continuous throughout the weeks, throughout the season. Uh, I usually mention it at the end. I probably should be better at mentioning it at the beginning, but if you do ever want to call, the number is 551-258-3276. Uh, I might be looking into some stuff during the off season to kind of like do a little bit more of a push to get uh, kind of some involvement there with voicemails, but yep, it's always there. Uh, I I'm always one. That's one thing that I like about doing the podcast. Cause I did try the blog game for a couple seasons. Uh, I just, I'm better with speaking my thoughts than tweeting them. So uh, I always am kind of surprised that more people don't uh, take advantage of that, but it is what it is. So, mm-hmm. uh, anything to mention before we jump into predictions? I guess. No, I don't think so. Okay, rock. Well, we are going into Lions prediction. That 
for the Lions one o'clock showdown at the Browns where the Lions are the 10 point underdogs over under 44 and a half. Brandon, go. Uh, speaking of Browns, I, th- I think it's probably going to be a pretty crappy game. Um, I picked Cleveland to easily beat the Lions 28 to 10. Um, you know, the Lions have just been struggling so bad on offense and, you know, the Browns have a pretty good defense. I think Miles Garrett is going to have like a heyday just going off on Goff. Especially with, you know, Decker, it'll be his second game back. You know, unless he lines up across from Sewell, which I think is more apt to handle him. He's a little more athletic. But, yeah, I just can't see... I have absolutely zero faith in Jared Goff. (laughs) I I really don't have any faith in him at all. What's the the situation with the kicker? Um, they signed one. Oh, they did. Yeah, so Cybert, he's still out. They signed um, a guy off the Patriots practice squad. I can't Nordine? remember who it was they signed. Nordine? Um, no. He's on injured <laughs> reserve. Yeah. Ah, oh, man, I'm torn because that kind of goes into my score prediction. Um, okay, I'm going to change that. Riley Patterson. Oh, that's a big name in the kicking industry. Just kidding, because <laughs> I have no idea who that is. Um, okay, well, my score prediction is pretty similar to yours. I have Detroit scoring 13 whopping points with <laughs> Cleveland to uh, scoring 27. Rock. So, yeah, you know, just keep that L train rolling. And, oh, I have uh, to say that last week... With the Michigan game, I was three points off from having it right. Yeah, you were, you were pretty <laughs> close there. Actually, twenty-four seventeen. Yeah, and you you took full advantage last week because you made up huge ground. You actually took the lead. What? Yeah, and I, I, I totally botched my lock of the week. Yeah, well, I I was kind of a, a downer because I was going on the route of Michigan not performing well. Which they didn't perform great, but you know they yeah. got the win. So you got seven points, and I only got three. So you're actually up by one right now. Yes. <laughs> so, It'll probably change this week. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, next up, uh, AP ranking: eight Michigan, fifteen point favor on the road at Maryland. Over under fifty six and a half. I'll get things rolling. Um, as I said, Michigan better score at least 30 points because if they can't score 30 points on Maryland, then that's not <laughs> going to look good at all. Um, I think Maryland's going to be able to put up some points. Um, there have been different teams that I thought Michigan could shut out. I don't believe that it's going to happen against Maryland. Uh, I think they're going to be able to put up 14 points while Michigan puts up 34 on the road. Rock. Um, I don't know. Michigan has all the talent in the world and the ability to score a lot of points, but they also have Gaddis and Harbaugh who love to run the ball up the middle 60 times a game. So, real quick, 
They did it. I think it was at least five, if not uh, that last last offensive drive before All's touchdown. Mm -hmm. They ran it up the middle five, if not six times before they passed it to All. And I mean, granted, it was working a little bit to keep the ball moving, but at the same time, it's just like, what are you doing? You could have helped set up that play to All too. Who knows? But yeah, I wish they would use All a little bit more. He's big. He's fairly quick for his size, and he's athletic. Yeah, they've That's used him. That's the way it is with every Michigan tight end, though. Like, they just don't use them. Except for Jake Butt. Yeah. Yeah, no, he uh, he comes in pretty well on crucial third downs. Uh, he's been good in a, a few games, but really outside of that and that touchdown, yeah, he doesn't get used a whole lot. Yeah. Well, anyway, my score, I have Michigan 27 and Maryland 10. Rock. So, yeah, I have them scoring under 30 points. <laughs> <laughs> well, still um, still covering, though, so we'll see how that yeah. goes. All right, that moves us into the locks of the week. Uh, we both flopped last week. I hit the stupid even. Because of stupid Iowa. Um, so I'm going to go this week. I, th- I don't think I've taken this team yet. Um, but I'm going to take Purdue covering ranked Purdue. I can't remember what they're ranked. But Purdue covering negative 11 and a half at Northwestern. Yeah. So what, what about the NFL? I have the Patriots covering negative seven over the Falcons. That Patriots team is starting to like fire on all cylinders. Yeah. And Mac Mac Jones is looking pretty decent. What how stupid would it be if they went to the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> right. Against, and it's just like we oh don't got against the Buccaneers. Oh my gosh. Brady and Belichick <laughs> against each other in a Super Bowl. Oh my gosh. That would be That'd be pretty amazing. Uh, I'm really happy that Brady's playing so well in Tampa. Because everybody's like, oh, is it was it Brady that was good or was it Belichick? Yeah. And you're seeing it now with Mac Jones too. Like, is it Mac Jones or is it Belichick? I'm like, no, Mac Jones was always a decent quarterback. Like I thought he was gonna have a career. And when we talked about draft, I thought New England was the best spot for him. Because a lot of his traits are pretty similar to Tom Brady. Yep, and now we'll now we watch him wait. <laughs> and now All right, play so the waiting. <laughs> <laughs> to wrap things up, we have our questions of the week. I'll start things off with Michigan on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, as I said. Um, Maryland has been a heavy pass team. Um, by the way, one thing to watch, I totally forgot to mention this, is that uh, Tega Viola has been um, not keeping his cool with the way things have been progressing in some of the games, especially I rewatched or I watched the uh, Michigan State game and he was uh, getting quite frustrated. And I, I, there was another game, too, that I watched earlier on where uh, he noticeably gets uh, frustrated with some of his teammates or the situations in the game. So I could definitely see some of that taking place this weekend. Um, but anyways, the question 
since they're such a pass heavy offense, will Michigan hold him under 300 yards passing, which mm. for context, he has only had one, two, three, four games this season, four out of 10 that have been under 300 yards passing. I'll let you choose mm. first. I'm going to say yes. Uh, you jerk. I'm going to go with yes, too. So <laughs> what's uh, what's your Lions question of the week? Oh, mine kind of goes with passing yards, too. So um, the over-under, Jared Goff throws for 225 yards. And you want to go first? You want me to go? Wait, did you say 225? 225. Oh, uh, I'm, yeah, I'll go with the under. Yeah, that's what I'm going as well. <laughs> he might not even break 200. He didn't this past week. Yeah, I I doubt it. You know, another road game with how things have been going. I see no reason to believe that he's going to throw over 200 yards. How does Hawkinson go the entire game without a catch? I have no idea. How many t- How many times was he targeted? I don't know. Not very much from what I saw. No. I mean, yeah, that doesn't make sense. But there are a lot of things with the lines that don't make sense. (laughs) So good times, good times. Well, we thank you all for uh, hanging out with us again this week as we're getting ready for the games this weekend. Uh, Michigan is, oh, shoot, is that a noon or a 3.30 game? I I think it's a 3.30 game. I think it's 3.30. Yeah, I totally uh, forgot to write that down. I'm probably not going to be able to watch it because I'm going to the Michigan hockey game. Oh, my gosh. What is wrong with you? <laughs> um, yeah, it is a 3.30 game. So, right. um, yeah, be checking that out. If Again, if you want to call 551-258-3276, uh, we will leave you off with that and be catching you next week, and we will end with Go Blue. Go Blue.